Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies, ladies, take a roll in our Mercedes. Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast Tuesday, March 14th edition. We're doing some tampering and then some tampering and then some more tampering, or as Snoop may say, tampa my damper. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, but I would be remiss if I did not turn to my esteemed. He's feeling a little under the weather today and still looks ever the part. Sterling Holmes, what's going on, my man? Yeah, I feel like uh, two scoops of ass. This is horrible. I feel miserable. It's like a sinus infection slash uh, migraine rolled into one. It's so unsatisfying, too. It's not like I'm coughing a whole bunch or sneezing. Uh, not even really a sore throat, but it's like I'm getting stabbed in the dome. It's horrible. Not a big fan. Uh, but I'm here, and we're going to have some fun because there's a lot to get into. Legal tampering period underway. Only the NFL. Only the NFL can have two unofficial days that take precedence over everything going on in the sports world. World Baseball Classic going on. March Madness, the you know opening round games start tonight. But yet, what are we talking about? Chiefs and NFL Football is king. Uh, I'm I'm excited, frankly, because this is actual news. We're actually getting fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Love it. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, Sterling, I'm sorry you feel bad, but at the same time, it's impressive that you want to suit up and play. I like. I, I wish our uh, – I hope maybe we'll take a, a an anonymous survey after this and Sterling will throw his doctor under the bus – uh, or, you know, they made me play anyway. Anyway, hey, we got a lot to get to here, but we want to throw some love to our friends uh, over at Casey Beer. Look, we love Casey Beer. We hope they love us because we hope you love them with us. But we actually have some great news, some breaking news. Honestly, we, we just want to get this out of the way here early. Our sponsors once said they would never release an IPA, which would make me sad because I love IPAs. But they brewed one so good recently, they're going to break their own rules. It's called Never Say IPA, and it's the newest beer and first IPA to hit the KC beer lineup. The beer's a celebration of German and American brewing traditions using German and American hops 
as well as that German malt and yeast that you're so used to. The beer's refreshing and aromatic. You just got to try it. You got to go there. You got to try it for yourself. It's another great beer from the award-winning brewery, which sets a terrific lineup of brews. So whatever kind of beer you're into, KC Beer has a style for you. Look for the red KC Beer cartons at your local store and support the Arrowhead Attic podcast by supporting KC Beer Co. Do us a favor, give KC Beer a shout out. It's at KC Beer Co. on Twitter and let them know you heard about them through us on the podcast. Uh, we're always so thrilled when you guys do that. You, you all have been so great as listeners. Uh, keep us in business, help their business, dare to be different, and please drink responsibly 21 or over. Now, uh, Sterling, with that said, by the way, I'm anxious to try the IPA. Like I know yeah, we're I was, officially I was done supposed with that to thing. pick it up. I was supposed to actually pick some up, but I'm sick. Yeah, I know it's a big bummer. Man, well, I I can't wait. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I I, I love it. So anyway, well, let's get to some news here. Look, there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of future moves, but the Chiefs kicked in the door of the free agent tampering period by looking at Jawan Taylor and uh, saying, "Jawan, make me happy." Right? They're like, they're they're in on a brand new tackle. Coming into this week, Orlando Brown Jr. headed to free agency. Andrew Wiley headed to free agency. We wondered whether they might bring one or both back. Suddenly they bring in Jawan Taylor and everyone's going, it, it felt like the record needle, you know, scrapes. Like what? They already took care of something and it wasn't in any way that we thought they might. What was your first thoughts when you saw Jawan Taylor's name linked to the Chiefs? I mean, like, did you have like early emotional feel there and has that changed yeah i think initially it was oh sweet right tackles figured out it's no longer going to be the lucas niang darian Kennard. there's going to be a legitimate right tackle because andrew wiley's heading to washington right so i go okay that was my initial reaction and i saw the contract i saw 80 mil 60 mil guaranteed and i go this guy's playing left tackle that's left tackle money and then we heard more and more, actually, you know, Verderam came out and said, yes, he's supposedly supposedly playing left tackle. Uh, I, I'm intrigued. Uh, if any team deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, this front office. Andy Heck has done a phenomenal job getting the best out of his offensive lineman. Creed Humphrey, one of, if not the best centers in the NFL. Uh, Trey Smith, obviously, making an impact in his first two seasons. Um, you know, Andrew Wiley, even. Andrew Wiley went from undrafted came here to Kansas City, and now he's signing a three-year, $24 million contract to be a starting tackle, uh, or I'm assuming tackle for Washington. Andrew Andy Heck deserves a lot of credit. So I'm intrigued what he can do with an athletic left tackle. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr. was the mauler, right? The huge guy, he's the mauler. It's a little different. This dude's big, too. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Jawan Taylor's a big boy in his own right, but he's a dancing bear. He's got great feet more athletic, and frankly, that should help Mahomes. I know the PFF numbers were not great. And there's no sugarcoating it. If you're a PFF or deeply analytical person, you're not going to like this move. But if you go deeper, if you, you think that Andy Heck and this Chiefs team and Patrick Mahomes specifically, if they can have a guy who can handle pass or speed rushers better, that was Orlando Brown Jr.'s issue is he could not be um, – did not do well against speed rushers. If you think he does speed rushers better, this is a good move. I'm intrigued. I'm cautiously optimistic, but uh, it's obviously going to be less money than what Orlando Brown Jr. was hoping for. I like a lot of parts of this. There are also questions that remain. One of the things I like about it, and I think you mentioned this, 
anyone suiting up next to Joe Tooney is going to have an easier time of it. I also like the fact that they're saying this from the outset. Like they're not like, I, I don't think I like it with the, uh, like if they were tinkering around, but I like the fact that like, Hey, we're going to commit. He's the left side. He knows he's the left side. He can start in March to get used to the left side. He can, he can change his workouts. He can, he can watch his video. He can alter his rhythms. He can get to know his teammates. Like, like everything it takes to make that switch, the Chiefs are giving themselves five, six months of lead time before they need him in that role to take on that role. I just think that's very important as these guys are going to get reps together in OTAs, in training camp, in any ex- ex- extra practices that they do. It's going to let Juwan know, here's your assignment. Get ready for it. You have a few months. Then when they get there, you're totally right. Andy Heck, the job that he's done, it goes beyond this line too. Remember like, remember when John Dorsey took Zach Fulton and Laurent Duvernay-Tardif in, in the sixth round, and both guys turned into starters who got second contracts, second multi-year contracts in the NFL level. So Andy Heck's been doing this work for a long time. Uh, I will say this. Um, Jawan Taylor has played 18 snaps at left tackle compared to 4,300 and change at the pro level at the university of Florida, sophomore season, right tackle, junior season, right tackle, senior season, right tackle. That's a lot of right tackle. So, um, you know, yeah, the worst case scenario, however, you got yourself a good right tackle. Yeah, and you have a guy who's, knock on wood, been healthy his entire time in the NFL. Yes. Uh, he's not missed a game. Um, that's what you want. You want a guy who can be available. Uh, again, I'm intrigued. I'm cautiously optimistic. There's no reason to bash this move. Uh, we've not seen enough. Again, the stats aren't there yet. But again, the Chiefs know more than we do. They they obviously see something in Juwan Taylor. They see the growth progression year over year. I mean, his first – three years in the NFL were not good. There's no sugarcoating it. He, yeah. he was brutal. But last year, he really stepped up. Yes. He really stepped up. Uh, he's yeah. not great as far as run blocking, but this Chiefs team runs the ball about 12 times a game. And at left tackle, you want your better pass protector than run uh, than run blocker, right? That's just how you want it to break down. Um, again, so I'm just going to say cautiously optimistic. But one thing I do want to say, I don't like people on Twitter who are taking shots at Orlando Brown Jr. I don't like people on Twitter who are saying bye-bye and kind of getting in his grill. I don't get it. He was here when the Chiefs won a Super Bowl. Sure, he wanted more money, but he wasn't a weak link. Was he elite? No, but he was still a fine player here. He was still solid. I don't understand this. Uh, He's no longer a Chief because he wants more money, so we have to automatically bash him. I have nothing poor to say about Orlando Brown Jr. that his teammates loved him. He won a Super Bowl here. That's how I'm going to remember him. He can get his money elsewhere. I know we saw those uh, somewhat fake reports that he signed with the Bears, and they came out and said they jumped the gun too early. Uh, Don't know where he's going to end up, but I just don't feel like it's fair to bash a dude uh, when he was a big part of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he's the one with the ring. He's got four Pro Bowls under his belt. You can say what you want, but he's got the upper hand there. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let me ask you this. You mentioned the first three years of Juwan Taylor not playing well. It wasn't a good look. I, I was talking to a guy who covers the Jags. He said, hey, look, there was the growth curve there. But he said Jawan's dad also passed away before this season and something clicked there. Some sort of like emotional response, some sort of growth. Like it was like dedicating the season to his dad, digging in in some way that he hadn't before. And there was a maturity there. There was a growth there that they haven't seen. You could also say the contract year is undefeated and maybe the contract year is what did it, right? But from his perspective, there was actually some personal things at work that actually sort of brought it together on the field and made him get it. And I wondered on my side, how much of that is going from Doug Marone to Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson? Um, wonder, I wondered what you thought of either the contract year aspect and is there going to be a little bit of a bait and switch that we see? Like, like were we fooled a bit? Do you think that the change in OCs over time were problematic there to his development? Curious about your thoughts on those layers. Yeah, I would say change in OC, getting Doug Peterson, obviously the growth of Trevor Lawrence helps as well. Uh, But also I think offensive tackles, I always say offensive tackles and edge rushers takes a long time for those two positions to develop. It's just what it is. It's very rare when they come in and have an immediate impact or some immediate success. Typically, you'll have more success at right tackle than left tackle. But you've seen top five tackles in the NFL, top five draft picks in the NFL. Takes them a couple of years to get their footing. It's just a tough position. There's no easy, easy dude you're going up against. Like even in the SEC in college, you'll have a game or two where you can dominate. No such thing in the NFL. You're going up against the elite of the elite. 
Um, so I think this could have just been a growing season for him where something did finally click. Uh, some numbers I wanted to push up, or pull up at least. He's 25 years old, and after giving up a league-high 40 sacks, 56th best pass rush block weight block rate as an OT from 2019 to 2021 last year only six sacks given up 37th in pass block win rate among offensive tackles at 88.8 percent that includes left and right tackles so you're right there in the middle so last year he was basically average uh, if you look at the win rate as a tackle but again the Chiefs are saying he's 25 and we're hoping the athleticism translate to left tackle, and we see the ceiling. We see the ceiling in having Mahomes, having a quarterback who is able to scramble, who's able to extend plays, who knows how to set the line. That should help as well. Yeah, like if you think through what it took for them to make this move, your pro personnel directors in Kansas City have been scouting this guy as an option all year long. They saw him up close in the in the divisional round of the playoffs. Everyone's watched his tape. Everyone has seen him. Then those same people compared him to Orlando Brown Jr. and said, we know which way we want to go. So you can talk about your PFF metric. You can talk about how much he's grown or not grown, whatever. Whatever it is, people whose jobs depend on it have watched this guy on the field and said, that's who I want protecting the most valuable asset in the entire NFL. And we're going to go out and get him. To me... You have to let that speak for itself because they've earned it. The Super Bowl rings tell you that they know what they're doing. Um, and and we've already discussed the history of the line. So I think you're right. I do want to say, though, earlier we had a comment. Ang- Angry Drunken German says, what I can say is Brown acted like a professional through all this contract talk. No Twitter nonsense. No media messaging. He and his agent deal with it. Props to Brown Jr. Saying exactly what you did. You're, you're right on. And I want to praise Taylor and the acquisition there or believe in it. But also, some team's going to get a good tackle in Orlando Brown. Yeah, he's not a bum. It's no. not like he's just this bottom-of-the-barrel guy. No, he's a top 10 left tackle who wants top three left tackle money. That's yep. what it comes down to. Uh, and being completely fair, I think a lot of us in our jobs, uh, we always want that top three money, even if we are not top three in our profession. It's just how it goes. You always want – Typically, more, you're, you're talking about potential, you're talking about this, that, and the other. It is what it is. We, we, we root for Leonard Brown Jr. wherever he goes because he brought a ring to Kansas City. I had a little thought about this. With the money saved from the potential Orlando Brown Jr. to um, Juwan Taylor, the Chiefs have not typically kept sinners. Even when they've had elite sinners, they've let them walk. Right. Rodney Hudson was one. Mitch right. Morse was another. Mitch Morse had a little question marks because of the concussions and some of the injuries he sustained. But the Chiefs have done a good job drafting centers, getting them here to Kansas City, but they don't necessarily pay top dollar once their contract is up. I wonder if this is a situation where they save some money here and they're going, you know what? We are finally going to keep a guy. We're going to keep Creed Humphrey. I know it's a different regime, right? Brett Veach is different than, than, than the past, but if... If this is any correlation, uh, one of his money goes to Creed Humphrey when his contract is up. Be still my beating heart. I hope so. I would pledge allegiance to Creed Humphrey. I love Creed Humphrey. Rodney Rodney Hudson was was very, very good. Uh, Mitch Morse was very, very good as an athletic center. Like You need the right team there. And both guys were on the verge of being Pro Bowl performers. 
But Creed Humphrey is a, is on another level entirely after year two. Like we still have two more years under contract where like when he's done with this contract, he barring injury, he will be center one in the NFL. So I, I think you're right. I, I think he's the kind of, I think he's the kind of mismatch or the level of elite that you have to keep around versus like replacing just a very good center in which you could probably replace him and not experience too far of a fall. That's a great, that's a great point though. It's hard. It's hard to wonder what they'll do there, especially given the history. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you're right. He's, he, he, he's one of my favorite chiefs, like a top three yeah. chief yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, he he he's he's so fun. And again, we we understand Cinder done the most valuable position. I know this is also a couple of years away, but it's at least fun to look at what a potential this deal means for the future. Uh with let me see this comment right here. Jim Mint City Collectibles. We will talk about the wide receiver market a little on because yes, the wide receiver market is a little cheaper than at least I originally thought. Uh, but before we go further, want to shout out, and we have a special promo here at DraftKings. If you use the code Arrowhead, you can bet $5 on the big game, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Minimum $5 deposit wager required. New customers only. 21 plus and present in Kansas. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700 Kansas. See full terms at DraftKings.com or in the description below. People are anxious to talk about some other things. Let's let's definitely do that. I didn't want to leave the offensive line too early, though. I just wanted to know, you know, look, there's been trade rumor talk about Laramie Tunsil. There's been we watched Andrew Wiley already leave, so now we know there's going to be something else different on the right side or the left side. I wanted to know what's your preferred approach for the rest of this offensive line as the Chiefs like finish their offseason plan. Yeah. Um... I think a veteran right tackle makes some sense. If the plan still is going to be Juwan Taylor playing left tackle, then I would like to see a veteran right tackle, uh, obviously cheaper than what Andrew Wiley was going to cost, the three-year $24 million, AAV $8 million. You have Lucas Niang. Uh, you have Darian Kennard, who Kennard also was playing guard at time throughout, uh, throughout the season. Don't know if that was just a case of they wanted versatility or if they thought he was no longer a right tackle in the NFL. But I would like to see a cheap veteran at right tackle, and maybe you start with Lucas Niang, but the injuries are obviously a concern going forward. So if you start with Niang, you want someone you can trust. You want someone who's in your back pocket saying, all right, Niang goes down. We have a dude who we know will be here, and the offensive line is not going to take a huge hit. That would be my uh, personal preference. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Nick Allegretti. You might be saying, why Nick Allegretti? Allegretti could play center and guard. He was the chess piece, the versatile guy who we saw. He stonewalled Aaron Donald. I think he's going to get a contract somewhere that's going to probably surprise a few of us. Uh, I would like Nick Allegretti back, but if not, you're missing a versatile offensive lineman who's a backup who you can trust to plug and play even against good pass rush teams. Uh, I see some people saying holding out uh, for Laramie Tunzel, man. This would be the biggest smoke screen of all time. The Chiefs all of a sudden say, we were lying. Jawan Taylor's always playing right tackle, and we're bringing in Laramie Tunzel. Yes, that would be a pipe dream, but I would be completely shocked. I would be, I'd be floored, but shocked. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I- I would almost not believe it at first that some report would 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 be wrong. Like with that level of investment in the line, it just seems like it'd be bananas. Although I'm for it. I mean, look, what's crazy is I grew up like watching. It was amazing watching. Like it was Willie Rofe, Will Shields, Brian Waters, Casey Weigman, uh, like John Alt, 
was on those lines. I mean, it was like even your weakest link was still like a Trey Smith type. Yeah. And then you had, oh yeah, three Hall of Famers to go with it. The Like just how good was that line? You would have, like right now, the Chiefs already have one of the best lines in the NFL. They would have to trade for Laramie Tunsil to get a line that could be in the same conversation as the one that they had with Willie Rofe and those guys. It was just, it was, it was crazy. Just crazy. You still wouldn't be there, man. You you still wouldn't be there so. with, with Rofe and Waters and Shields. I it mean, it was insane. Insane. Yeah. I, yeah, it was amazing. Shields is probably the best guard of all time. I mean, that that's how that's crazy it is. Arguably. Yes. Yeah. 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 I wrote Rofe was like a masterclass. You didn't, even, you didn't even have to really know anything about offensive line technique or anything. You just watch him and you go like, I don't know how that guy does his job, but I know he's better than other guys doing that job. What makes me laugh and what makes me so proud to grow up a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I think a lot of fans who grew up watching that era understand the value of an offensive line. And I think it's why we also have such high expectations compared to other teams around the league. We saw this Chiefs offensive line this year who was a very good offensive line, and we still had a lot of critiques. The reason why is we grew up watching one of, if not the best O-line in football. We yeah. were, I don't want to say spoiled because that Chiefs team didn't win a ton of games, or at least they did in the regular season and then fizzled out. The point is we understand what a good or a great offensive line looks like. We know what it's like when you have Tony Richardson at fullback picking up every single third and one, fourth and one out there. <laughs> we understand sometimes you don't got to get too cute because we know what it was like watching those smash mouth teams. But again, I think it's important and why I think offensive linemen would want to come to Kansas City because we give them their due. What other city, what other team around the NFL understands the value of these guys who has Willie Rofe, Will Shields, Brian Water jerseys still being rocked in the year 2023? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a true point. Yeah, you see Trey many. Smith jerseys. You see Trey, you see right guard. You see Joe Tooney jerseys. You see Creed Humphrey jerseys. The fact is, I don't know of a ton of teams that give O linemen their due like Kansas City. I think it's a big thing. I love my IOL. That's, that's, that should be our slogan. Let's move on here to something that I know we want to talk about the players that we could sign and, oh, what will we do at wide receiver? What will we do at pass rusher? What will we do? But you got to free up some money first. And a lot of that could be freed up if the Chiefs would sign Chris Jones. Um, so I want to talk about an extension here. Sterling, let me ask you this. And let me, and I want, let me bring up the context. One year ago, and this, I think this is important for all of us to remember, one year ago, the Chiefs were ready and 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 willing to hold out a contract to Tyreek Hill's representation and say, stay here forever. And then the market got a little hot and a little hotter and hotter. And suddenly it was like, we can't even afford this now. Right? It went from it went from we want you to stay here. And of, co- of course, we want you here. You're a future Hall of Famer. You've you've been with us all. The, you're 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 a household name. To let's trade him for as many draft picks as we possibly can. And it happened because the market got too hot. We're in the exact same position right now. A superstar player in their prime, destined for the Ring of Honor, potentially for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, worth an extension right now ready to sign it, the market is slowly getting hotter, right? Darren Payne just signed whatever Javon Hargrave goes for, for what, 25 million, 20 million or whatever it was. Um, the market's getting hotter. 
the Chiefs have yet to give an extension to Chris Jones. Is it possible that it gets too hot to handle there? Um, are we going to see a repeat of last year? I guess I just wonder what your th- what is your thought on all this? Is that silly to compare it to last year? Because I never thought we'd ever trade Tyreek Hill. Yeah. All I could think about with you saying how hot it is, is some like it hot and some sweat when the heat is on, the power station song. Great, great song. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think they get a deal done, and I think they should get a deal done. He came out and said he doesn't want necessarily Aaron Donald money, but wants to become the second highest paid defensive lineman. Uh, and I think that's very fair. I think he he's earned that. He yeah. deserves that. I think he still has three, four elite years left in the tank. He's one of those guys where he makes everyone around him better. You can make the case that Tyreek Hill did to an extent, but Mahomes also made everyone better. Defensively, the only guy who can truly say makes everyone else around him better is Chris Jones. He made Karloftis, Mike Dana, uh, Colin Saunders, Turk Warden, uh, just everyone better. And so I think you have to bring him back. He's such a value on this defensive line. Uh, Looking at where the AAV of these guys are, I'm going an entire defensive line, so edge as well as interior uh, I'm on spot track right here. So Aaron Donald's average per year is 31 uh, and two thirds million per season. Miles Garrett's 25, Max Crosby, 23 and a half. The next interior defense alignment, Deron Payne, 22 and a half. DeForest Buckner, 21, Hargrave, 21. And then you get down to Chris Jones at 20. So he still has making a good chunk of change. Sure. But I think if you get him to 25 million per year. Yeah. I, I think he's happy. I think the Chiefs are happy. Uh, I think fans are happy because he's stuck around. But I, I feel like a deal does get done. I don't see Chris Jones in another uniform. Well, I, I mean, I'm encouraged that he said, I'm never playing for another franchise. I, you know, like, like how seriously do you take those kind of Twitter posts? I mean, it's tough. Uh, part of it is also – you say it because then if the team doesn't re-sign you, even if it's for the money you wanted and you weren't taking a discount, you can say, hey, I wanted to stay here, but the team didn't give me the contract I was looking right. for. Then it becomes the team's problem, not yours. I think a little bit of that is a uh, marketing ploy. It markets Chris Jones better to the fan base. Uh, I'm not going to take everything that's said on Twitter uh, as, as face value. But I do think, realistically, if you gave him a four-year deal, $100 million, AAV 25, um, let's say 75 is guaranteed. So basically a three-year deal then. Would you would you sign him for that? Because I would. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think there is a high I would not go to with Chris Jones. And, I mean, of, of course, I don't mean like outlandish money, like pay him $50 million, like, yeah. like within a realistic world, whatever the highest is that Chris Jones could get from any team – I would go to that amount. Um, so I, there's not a cutoff point for me. I think everything the Chiefs want to do on defense goes through Chris Jones. I think he's that important. I think it's impossible to find a guy like him in the interior. Um, so if you traded him, even for the same picks you got for Tyreek or or whatever, you, you're just not replacing that. You're just not. No. No, you're, you're, you're just not, and you said it perfectly. You're just not replacing what he does for this defense. Um, let's go ahead and look at the wide receivers. 
go ahead and take a look here. Uh, the wide receiver market has been less than I expect. You look at Alan Lazard, right? Alan Lazard was one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver on the open market. You say him, Juju Smith-Schuster, kind of back and forth. Was it Jacoby Myers was the other one? Not a great free agent class for wide receivers, but you're looking at it in 11 million AAV, 12 million AAV. This is good for Kansas City. The great. wide receiver market is not as hot as it once was, and – if you heard me talk about it, I've talked about it for a while with the emergence of rookie wide receivers making an immediate impact in their first year, not year two, not year three. We're seeing it all across the NFL, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olavage, Mar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, right? Doesn't matter. They're, they're littered with great talent. That's going to drive the market down. I said it's not going to be like running backs, but eventually there were so many good running backs and that position you could find a guy who would find success there, it drove the market down. I think we're going to start seeing this with wide receivers. I thought it was going to take a couple more years. I thought it was going to be not this year, maybe not next year, but the, the year following. But we might already be seeing the market go, go down as it's getting watered down with great wide receiving talent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the top players at, at this position or any will always get theirs. So the market will continue to rise at the top. But I think the whole middle class, if there's a glut of those kind of receivers, what can you do? You can't you can't hold out for more money. I think we're seeing like even Orlando Brown right now. I think Orlando's wanting to be paid up here. If he was up here, he would be paid up here. He's not, and maybe now he's finding that the money's just not whatever. I think you're totally right there. I'm 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 intrigued where they could go. Um that said. And like, let's go Chiefs just said, we need D hop and Robbie Anderson. I'm not sure I need Robbie or chosen Anderson or whatever his name, whatever he's changed his name to. Uh, but I, I would be all in on Deandre Hopkins. I would be all in on Adam Thielen. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm all in on a veteran who wants to take this ride. Um, and, and I'm actually like, I'm a big believer in D in, in nuke Hopkins. I, I, I just am. I like DeAndre Hopkins in a nutshell, but getting an older player on a very large contract, his contract right now is fine, but we've heard that he obviously wants a new contract eventually. You know, yeah. we've heard him say, maybe if he goes to a contender, he'll keep and play out the final two years on that contract. You're still looking at 35 million or so, 70 and a half million per year for DeAndre Hopkins, a guy who's been injured and also got popped for, was it PEDs? Yeah. Uh, got popped for that. So that I missed some games there. You also look around the NFL. This is about the certain age, the 31, the age when elite wide receivers start their decline. And normally it's a very, very noticeable decline. He might still have something left in the tank, but look at Julio Jones. Did anyone think Julio Jones was going to all of a sudden fall off the face of the earth? Did you think AJ Green was going to fall off the face of the earth? I'm not saying Nuke Hopkins is going to be those two guys, but if you look at other dudes who are also elite around that age, that's when they fell off. The Chiefs just showed they can win a Super Bowl without paying an elite wide receiver. Yeah. The reason why I think Adam Thielen's interesting and intriguing. I know you're going to say, well, Sterling, he's also older. In fact, he's older than DeAndre Hopkins. I'm with you. The contract is going to be much, much less. I don't yeah. have as much issue with the age as they do with the, uh, the money. 
the guaranteed money as well. Adam Thielen is a absolute red zone nightmare for other teams. Uh, what was it last year? Uh, he played in all 17 games, six touchdowns. Year before, 13 games, 10 touchdowns. Year before that, 15 games, 14 touchdowns. Uh, you're looking at 30 touchdowns over three years, only missing uh, four games, five games. I, I know people like to say he's injury prone, right? He played all the games last year, and he's a red zone threat. The yeah. Chiefs have had their issues at times in the red zone. Getting him on this team would make some sense. He's not going to be as expensive. Uh, I see Jim Mint City Collectibles says might be a eight million a year guy. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. One year, eight million. Two years, sixteen. Uh, and Nick, you're talking half price off DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, if you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, you might also stunt the growth of Sky Moore, of Kadarius Tony, of uh, some of the younger guys, and how much that you put value into that. That's up to you. But I do think it's obviously something to keep into uh, consideration here. Uh, but I guess if all things are being considered, I might be more intrigued with Adam Thielen than I would with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that in terms because of the money. Yeah. Um, and because of the body of work, he's reliable. He's like, he's been there. He had like 700 something yards last year. The, the chiefs don't need him to be 1200 yards. The absorber of, of 120 targets or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. Um, I also want to see, and you know, we'll talk draft when it's draft time, but I would love to see a pretty high draft investment at the position because at some point Travis Kelsey won't be Travis Kelsey anymore. And finding a unicorn at tight end is really, really hard to do. It takes tight ends a long time to get going. Um, I just think the chiefs need to have some fallback of if, if Kelsey hits a wall rather than retires on top, you're going to need some, instant like who do we turn to at that point you're gonna need like right then and there and if you don't have if you've kind of like got b and c level guys and and wide receiver because you have an a plus tight end you're gonna regret that in the moment so um yeah I, i think that's huge um i also think the chiefs could wait remember again you have until the nfl trade deadline right i mean like some of these holes that we have right now, the Chiefs could wait all the way until, like, they pulled Kadarius Tony trade, you know, whatever before. I mean, it, it, Brett Beach has a long time to address these uh, these things. Yeah, I, I expect him, by the way, to be pretty hands off. I, I don't expect him to overpay guys now. He'll probably wait, sit on his hands. If a deal comes by, he'll yeah. snatch that deal up when it's fifty percent off. But I don't think he's going to go out of his way. Uh, to, to bring in a big name guy. There's no reason. There's no real holes on this team. Yeah. The biggest hole was left tackle, and that's been at least in their eyes solved with Jawan Taylor. Yeah. You want to say they need another edge with with Frank Clark probably being gone. With you know he at least yeah. they didn't get a deal done right now. Uh, that's probably going to be a rookie, maybe another veteran, another another dude that they just bring in right before training camp. Uh, wide receivers. If you want to say Juju Smith-Schuster, that's the biggest concern. Is he or is he not coming back? I will entertain it. But there's not a whole bunch of holes. They can sit back and let the market come to them. And that's what's so intriguing and what's, frankly, so impressive about what they've done. They've built so much depth, so much talent throughout this roster. Yes, it's Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones, but it's the entire team 
and, and what they can do that makes this so very impressive. Yeah. By the way, Patrick Allen says, I think the Chiefs should welcome a new tight end with arms wide open. You don't want to wait until Kelsey is down to his one last breath. I totally agree. If the Chiefs could create their own prison, if they don't select a tight end to take them higher um, with, with Creed on the roster. So, yeah, that's – sorry. Richard even just – Richard just messaged us with, please stop. Actually, he was, he was profane. We'll stop making Creed jokes. Um, hey, by the way, a name to watch, Corey Davis. Uh, if the Jets just signed um, Alan Lazard, someone's going to wiggle free there. Uh, chatting with someone earlier, and they're like, hey, Davis is probably going to get cut, um, and which would be interesting because he's 6'3", he's a big target, um, he's fast. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. And guess where he was drafted? First round. First, first round. Yeah, yeah. First round. Brett, Brett Veach special. The Brett Veach special. Um, hey, let's get into let's get into this. By the way, some some uh, some other miscellany, if you will. Uh, we said goodbye to Andrew Wiley. We talked we talked earlier, but like it made me it made me like I don't know. It feels silly to say I'm proud, but. I I like it. I'll say this: it was heartening to read that Andrew Wiley is going to go with Eric Bieniemy and help him try to establish what he wants to do offensively with the Washington Commanders and a lunch pail guy like Wiley, who uh, he came in with the Colts, then he had like two months with the Browns, like a week with the Chargers. And then the Chiefs grabbed him, and now he's going to be cashing checks for $24 million. I I just love it. I love that story. I wish him well. I'm glad that, that he got his. This is it's the American dream, but put it into the NFL. Uh, he was what, undrafted. Was it Cleveland originally? Was that yeah. where he was yeah, at? It was or was the, it? No, it was the Colts. It was the Colts originally. Colts and then the Browns and then the Chargers, all those were offseason or practice squad member only. Yeah. Then came to Kansas City, you know, guard. Just he found a way. Yeah. He found a way to get it. And then we all knew. But everyone's happy. Like everyone in Chiefs Kingdom is like, we know he's gone, but it's because he's finally going to get paid. Yeah. This is his opportunity to get paid. And he got paid. Yeah. Three year, 24 million is very solid for a versatile. Uh, guard tackle combo. Uh, I don't know if he's going to stay at guard or at tackle. I would assume so based on that contract, but good for Wiley, man. I mean, yeah. you just have to be thrilled for him. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when he first came in when LD remember LDT got injured at like week five or something. And then in came Wiley and he never left. It was like, he just took over and that's how we met him in the first place. Uh, one more here. Uh, Last season, speaking of week five, last year he only lasted five weeks. Tershawn Turk Wharton went down with an ACL injury around week five. We lost him after that. Um, he was looking good early in the season there. The Chiefs just brought him back as a restricted free agent, just over $2 million on the contract for one year. Curious what you think about bringing Wharton back. Do you like the move? Um are you worried about coming off an ACL injury? What's your take? 
Yeah, I'm. I like it. It was it was not very expensive. He looked like he was improving as the season went on, and then boom, injury. Uh, I like to see him with Joe Cullen because it seemed like everyone under Joe Cullen took a step forward outside yeah. of maybe Derek Naughty. Um, but I like it. I like bringing him back. It's not expensive. Uh, I don't know how much play or how much run he's going to get, but you obviously have some sort of um, relationship with Chris Jones and the rest of the defensive line. Uh, they're not going to just stop with Turk Wharton. Maybe Colin Saunders is back as well. Who knows? I'm holding out hope for Colin Saunders to come back, but they'll probably go and try and bring some other guys in as well. The fact he can get up to the quarterback a little bit makes him more intriguing as a interior guy, but all things considered, I'm, I, I don't say like, I'm like thrilled by it, but I think it was a good shrewd solid move. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. There's a, there's a lot of unknowns there. Derek Naughty, free agent, Brandon Williams, free agent, Carlos Dunlap, free agent, Frank Clark already released. Um, you got to have someone. I like Wharton coming in there, by the way, he went to Missouri S and T I'm assuming S and T stands for sacks and tackles. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe that's what it is. Hopefully Turk Warden heard that joke and is laughing right now and will make me a t-shirt of that. Um, one more for you too, by the way, right when we were prepping for the show, the chiefs uh, agreed, reached an agreement with Jody Fortson to bring him back as a restricted free agent too. Feels like we've held out a lot of, this is Jody Fortson's year. I think I've said, I think I've said this is Jody Fortson's year since 2013. So I'm curious, is this Jody Fortson's year bringing him back, uh, bringing him back in 2023? No. Um, come on. What what constitutes his year? Four catches for two touchdowns then I am in, then this is his year. I like Jody Fordson and he brings something to the table, but he is your third tight end. He's firmly entrenched at this point as your third tight end. I think Noah Gray has supplanted him in the depth chart. Noah Gray improved a lot this season. Uh, I like Noah Gray, especially his blocking improved in my, uh, in my mind. Um, I think Noah Gray's now the firmly entrenched as the backup and Jody Fordson is a, Nice piece to have. We saw him make a couple of spectacular catches uh, early on in the year. He had a, a couple of nice red zone touchdowns as well. Uh, but the injury concerns coupled with the lack of production, even if the potential seems so fun, so tantalizing, it hasn't hasn't grasped it quite yet. And I don't see why we would think it would all of a sudden now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't either. I'm, I'm glad he's back. The Chiefs are deep with tight ends who know the system if he's healthy, he is a red zone target. I, I, uh, I like what he adds in terms of like, if something goes wrong, they have known quantities there. Um, so yeah, by the way, are we going to see an early tight end in the draft? Is this the year that they say, okay, let's get the future. They could, if that's the way they're feeling, but I don't think they have to, uh, Travis Kelsey, I understand the age and all that, but there's no sign of slowing down. There's, there's no sign. He, he had his best year last year. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Noah Gray, I don't think, is the full-time answer, but Noah Gray is a fine tight end in his own right. If they think he can take another step forward this year, maybe he's the guy, and then you don't have to spend a high draft capital on a tight end. Um, 
I don't think they drafted a tight end early. If you if you think third round or earlier, I would say no. Okay. Boy, some people are thinking so. Second round, third round. Some people are even pulling for one at the end of the first. We'll 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 see what happens there. Um, we'll get to the must list here in just a second to end our show. Sterling, I wanted to ask you one more thing. What move are the Chiefs going to make next? Like, what's the very next thing that you're going to see come across the wire? Um, like in the next, it could be next hour. It could be the next 24 hours. I'm, I'm going to put this in the universe. Extension for Chris Jones. That's what I'm hoping for. Love That's it. what I'm going to go with. Love it. Love it. That was going to be my answer. I'm doubling down. I'm ordering the same thing. By the way, if I go to a restaurant with my wife and I always have my wife order first, if she says what I want to order, I get pissed. You, you can't order the same thing. You don't say I'll have what she's having. You can't just both get the ribs or whatever, right? You're like, no, you got to like change your order or I have to change my order. So normally in the situation like this, I'd be like, I can't claim what you just claimed. You just took Chris Jones from me. Now I can't say Chris Jones, but I'm saying Chris Jones because I agree. Let's make this happen. Chiefs kingdom. Let's get it done. Let's not let the market heat up anymore. CJ deserves it. Let's be stone cold and free up some room there too. By the way, I also want them to trade Clyde and a fifth round pick to Washington. So he can be with be enemy. And I want Antonio Gibson. I want Antonio Gibson to be with Isaiah Pacheco for the most dynamic duo in football. That's what I want. Um, That's not true. It'd be like Cleveland or something. We don't even really have a run game, but I want Gibson all the same. Whatever. Yeah, I want Austin Um, Eckler. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Um, All right. Well, folks, at the end of every show, we have a thing called the must list. Uh, where we introduce our pal Richard, our producer. There he is. Richard, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I've got a Hell's Lager because I'm representing the crew here with the KC beer. Nice. What, That's what, metal, dude. That's it, so metal. How is it? Do you like it? It's amazing, guys. It's 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 not my favorite. I, I like the Winterbach, but it's great. I love Hell, the Hell's Lager in summertime is unreal. Hell's Lager in summertime is so freaking good. It's hot outside, mm. very relaxing. Very see, I wish I could drink right now, but I just can't, boys. I can't. I'm sick. I'm I'm the pinnacle of health right now. Yeah, we got doing. Get, se- I'm doing 75 soft, dude. We got to get you. We got to get you to bed. So every week on the must list, we end every show with things that we recommend. Um, yeah. Everyone's like consuming beverages, right? Richard's like drinking a beer bottle and you're like Gatorade or something. I yeah. I, hydrate, baby. My grandma's like Metamucil and then Richard's like a beer. Anyway, uh, curious what you guys would, uh, curious what you guys uh, are recommending this week on your must list. Who wants to go first? I can go first. It's nothing weird this week. So I'm, I'm saving you guys the embarrassment. I'm going to recommend a favorite surf rock band of mine. For, uh, they're pretty recent. They're pretty new. They're called La Luz. I've got their third album here. 
floating features. Uh, they are they're surf rock, they're psychedelia, they're 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 kind of inspired by Dick Dale and the Ventures. So if you like the old school surf rock, but you want it to be a little psyche, check out La Luz. I'm a big fan of their lead singer Shauna Cleveland. She's got a new album that came out recently. It's more mamas and papas sounding. So if you like that vibe, check out yeah. that. Shauna Shauna is an amazing. They're all great musicians, and I think they gel well together. They serve some awesome rock and roll. So La Luz, love it. You want me to go next, Sterling? You want to go? You, I'll go and you take us out of here. Yeah. Uh, I did the album Heaven Tonight by Cheap Trick. And I saw Matt Connor, I'm assuming, uh, on our must list on our show sheet. You might be asking yourself, you guys have a show sheet? It sounds like you just randomly th- throw this together and talk. <laughs> no, this is hours worth of preparation. Okay. And on the must list, hours, just hours have, and hours, j- just 37 hours just for this one show. It's crazy. Um, but the picture was just a link to some random, yes, to this hair metal band. Dude, look at that. Just I wouldn't, wait, take us back to that. Can you look at this? I mean, if you're just listening, just picture the most incredible. I uh, look at that hair. Is this what the golden girls look like before, before they went golden? Dude, I think that's Blanche in the middle there. I don't know. Okay. Dude, that is, that is some serious. That's amazing. Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> Dude, I love me some Golden Girls. Uh, fun fact, just really quickly, a tangent. Uh, my girlfriend, she told me she liked Gilmore Girls. And this is early on when we were dating. And I was like, all right, like the one with Betty White and the old ladies. <laughs> so she's like, no, that's Golden Girls. So for Christmas, our first year, I got her a Blanche Devereaux uh, talking ornament. And we crack up because I'm like, oh, yeah, Gilmore Girls, Blanche Devereaux. Uh, but back to Heaven Tonight by Cheap Trick. No, it's not hair metal. It's just good old rock and roll. Surrender. California Man's a great song. High Roller. Avita Saint. Uh, obviously, Heaven Tonight. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Cheap Trick is a damn good band. Come on. Mm, I do. I like Cheap Trick. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my must list because someone in the chat said, is that Winger? And then Angry, like, Angry Drinker German said, God, I hate Winger. But... But I'll say this. I'm going to recommend. Yes, Richard, you dog. Yeah, dude, I got the cheap cheap trick album. What is this? Heaven Tonight. Heaven Tonight. Yeah, Yeah, it's right here. That's the right one. That's that's the real one. It's a good album. You guys are like bonding. You guys are like both in on. Let's hang um, out, Sterling, and let's put our headphones on and listen to this together. See, this is what happens. I get kicked out because they riff on something. And then, and then I'm out. I have my buddy Carlos. I have the drummer for Cheap Trick, the signed drumstick bunny. Actually, I do. Those drumsticks. No, that's deep purple. I have Bunny <laughs> Carlos drumsticks uh, around here, the drummer for, for a cheap. By the way, has any song aged more poorly than She's Only 17 by Winger? Dude, yeah. K- Winger would be canceled. Winger should have been canceled back in the day. Let's, let's... Even Beavis and Butthead made the, the, the one kid wear the Winger shirt. Oh, yeah. Todd, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, know your, you know your bad news there. Anyway, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was going to switch my must list. Now I don't even remember. Crocus. Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah. My original must list was I got the I got this new Harry Potter game where you like, you're like a student at Hogwarts. You're like casting spells. And it's the nerdiest thing because I play in the basement where I have, we have like a PS5 and TV down there. And then, uh, and then my wife's like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, I'm going to go. I got to go to class and learn, learn a new spell. And then, you know, that just, that doesn't go over well, but anyway, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're into Harry Potter, anyway, that's all I have. 
I can only imagine Matt Connor just being at wizard school, like in the in the movie, you know? Like he's kinda he got held back a bit, so he's at wizard school. He's in his senior year. He's got the beard of Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I I am basically I'm basically Hagrid right now. I like go to my hire I go to my uh hairstylist and say, Give me the Hagrid and then and then that's it. We really do run the full gamut of things. We Chiefs for a long time. Yeah. Some psychedelic surf rock, some cheap trick, talked about winger. Talk about Harry Potter. Patrick says he also plays the Harry Potter game in his basement. Is that why you basement hired bros. Connor? I think I think Patrick's probably making a euphemism there. I don't believe that uh, at all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Al Madler says Crocus Dam. I'm glad someone picked up on my Crocus reference. Thank you. Dude. Thank yeah. you. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk more 80s hairband. By the way, Cinderella is underrated there. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Are we going to do a power ranking of hair metal bands? We just we need like an 80s totally rock this. episode. Like forget the Chiefs. We just need an 80s rock episode. Which Chiefs player is which 80s rock band? Love it. Boom. Love it. Ben Neiman is Kip Winger. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, that'll be it for this episode, folks. On behalf of Richard, our esteemed producer, Sterling, our sick but esteemed co-host. My name is Matt Connor. Uh, we'll be back later on this week with all kinds of episodes for you. Uh, Sterling, you're on with Adam tomorrow. Yeah, Adam um, tomorrow, and then Patrick on Thursday. Who Patrick also says White Snake. Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah, White Snake. Slip and the tongue. Still in the night. Oh, all right, dude, we're out of here. What a song. See you, folks. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.